What's up? You're now tuned into Don Chen's Makes Friends presented by Linden Ave Studio, and I am your host, Don Chen's. You are about to listen to or watch my interview with Sweezy for real, one half of the duo Star 6-7 with MRG, who I previously had on the show. If you haven't checked that out, make sure you do. He's had a lot of uh, big songs with uh, MRG of Star 6-7, like End of Summer and Set, which he talks about was in the NBA 2K video games, which I'm sure a lot of people who are watching this have played before. Um, he has a recent rock song called rock steady that I think has like 30 something thousand streams on Spotify at this point, but he's still pretty early in his career. Um, he announced that he has an EP coming soon and full length follow-up albums coming out. Um, but it's cool cause he's surrounded by a lot of very successful people, but he's still early. So it's a cool perspective of someone who, you know, has had success, but is still super early. Um, you should definitely check out his music. There'll be links in the show notes in the description. Um, make sure you like subscribe, uh, rate review on Apple or Spotify if you haven't. Um, hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube and hope you enjoy. Here he is. to Don Chen's Makes Friends. I am your host, Don Chen's, and I am here with a good friend of mine. And I actually don't know what to call him because I used to call him Sweeze, and then he mm. changed his name. I'm still Sweeze. Sweezy for real, though. All caps, all one word, so he yep. changed it. So See, I had to change it, though, because if I'm Sweeze, people might not know I'm Sweezy for real, but if I'm Sweezy for real, I'm always still Sweeze. Gotcha. So Sweezy for real is like the government, exactly. and Sweeze is the nickname. What, what actually... Uh, so Sweezy's a musician. He is uh, also a part of a group Star Six Seven with MRG, who you already watched his interview because I already interviewed him. Um, shouts out to him. Shout so, but brother. that's my first question: was why did you decide to change your name? Uh, so there's a lot of reasons. Honestly, the first, the major reason was I was going to Rolling Loud and I was like picturing myself on the bill, and I was like, what if I saw Sweezy there? It just seemed a little too like bare to me. Right, and I had my my Instagram, my every all my social media has always been Sweezy for real. It was the first gamer tag I ever like made myself when I was very young, and I was like, you know, I already have this. People struggle to get their artist name as their their Instagram account and their Twitter account, and I already had all these things. So I was like, let me just pull the trigger right now, switch my artist name straight up. I had never put out any music by myself yet, so That's it was true. a good opportunity for me to just start fresh. I'm like kind of addicted to fresh starts, honestly. Like in a role playing video game, I always start over. I, I never, <laughs> I, finish. Never, I, never finish. I never finish the game. <laughs> What's the role playing video game you play? Nah. I you video game guy right now? And not right now. Ever since I started music, started making music, I, it's been harder to find, to play video games, except for 2K because I did have a song in 2K that was pretty sick. Oh, what song? Which one? Um, we had yeah. me and Matt had set. Me and MRG had set. Oh in yes, there. I did know in that 2K, was in there. Yeah, 2K22. That's one yep. of my favorite Star Six Seven songs. That's the most. Lit but that's song. the hype one. Yeah, that's like that is the hype one. Yeah, but you should if you're playing ball and that should play. It was in the rec, so like it would be five on five. Uh, we had all our players were 99, and we just go on there. Our, my song be playing. I'll get hyped. Just. Throwing up shots. The changing your name thing 
that could be important. Like I know MRG, he said he complains that uh, I didn't want to ask him because it's a tired topic of his, but people calling him Mr. G. Mr. All the time. G, that was his, his Apple music name for like most of his career up to this point. Like he only really got MRG sorted out like in the last three years, three, four years. Wait, it like actually said that? It said Mr. G. His music Why? was uploaded. Because like, they didn't know about him. They didn't care about him. Like they just oh, figured. So Apple music. Because I think it was M.R.G at some point. Ah, uh, so you just someone got confused. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a whole different Yeah, like that, that would, I would piss me off so much dude that would like oh yeah i mean an artist it's your whole I, brand. i'm pretty sure i'm the only like there are other squeezes out there. and that's another thing there are other squeezes out sorry there. so the squeezy for real thing is necessary but there are no other squeezy for real. i actually kind of get exactly what you're saying with seeing it on the bill of like a festival lineup yep. that squeezy for real stands out that's that sounds and, and when it comes it, to merch when it comes to everything it's just more real estate more you to can work do with. Yeah. Exactly. yeah 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 i feel that 100 percent um so are you a big visualization guy if you're the one, if you're saying that? Um, more recently, I have been just because I feel like if you want to get anywhere in this world, like you got to picture yourself being there. You got to like imagine, imagine it happening so it can happen. So uh, I'm not like the biggest like manifestation person. Like I'm really a grinder. Like I'm out here, I'll, I'll do, I'm putting in the work to make it happen. But um, yeah, you know. I actually think uh, me and MRG did talk about that when we had ours, like, people getting that misconstrued, the visualization thing and thinking, you know, you could just manifest and it just happens and discounting like it still requires all the Yeah, work of course. Shit. It still requires a, a lot of work, a lot of the luck, a lot of the just like, just know-how. And at the end of the day, it's really persistence is, is how you get there. Like I've been making music now only, it's only been like five years since I decided to actually record my voice on a record. And I only have three songs out as an individual. Me and MRG only have seven songs out at Star Six Seven. I only got my first my recording equipment, like my own recording equipment, last year. So how so are you recording before that? Just I with would, other people's I, equipment? I would go to MRG's house every single time. I'll go to his house. I would have my songs written. I would go to his house, and he would record me. And um, or I would go to my engineer's house and he would record me. Or MRG would go on vacation. I'd be like, "Can I have your equipment while you're gone?" Something like that. I mean, this is like me using Casey for like his exactly. house. For, exactly. He's <laughs> got to record like my other podcast. Like yeah. Exactly. And we were talking about how this shit's all expensive as fuck. So I yeah, and it's an investment in myself, but it's it's been the most fun I've ever had. Man, I could just stay in my basement. I record in my basement. Me and my engineer put some soundproof uh, like walls yeah. up, and I just sit in my basement for like hours, just grinding it out. Just making tunes. Do people even use professional recording studios really anymore? People do, but I, I'm not one of those people. I never, I never recorded in a professional studio before. Really, never. Yeah, I've never re recorded. I've done mixing with my engineer in a professional studio because they have better speakers. Yeah, so I was going to say, sound. like, I feel like when you're mi when you're mixing a song, you want to be in the best acoustic room yeah. to be able to get it right. But in terms of recording, I always record everything in either MRG's room or my basement. Or sometimes I take my, my equipment with me on vacation. It's mobile, so I could go to a hotel room and I could record there and stuff like that. You know? People do crazy things. Like I know, I forget what album it was. I want to say it was Bandana where Madlib created all the beats for that uh, on his phone. I know That's like crazy. Tyler Creator, who everyone knows I'm obsessed with, uh, he <laughs> did his one song, Will Shire, on his last album all on like a shitty handheld mic and, and just left in all the plosives. And Billie Eilish is doing, Billie Eilish did all her yeah. shit in a bedroom, like... Honestly, that's the wave. Like, it's a more raw. I feel like the sound ends up being more raw and real. And that's really what people are connecting with. Like, just that really, like, pure, like, artistry. Yeah, I feel like it's a combo of the equipment's getting better. So you can get the same quality for cheaper than you used to. 
Um, you can also use it as a style to try and you know keep it yeah, not as polished. Yep, but also the equipment is so, and the software and shit is so good now, probably that it makes up for if there's any real differences than when you would record. Yeah, and, and like the, the one thing I have is like a it's like a foam ball. It's called the Chaotica Eyeball. Sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> it's like you basically put it around the microphone, and it's basically all the sound, the acoustics you'd ever need for a microphone. And I wasn't sold on it, but then I saw Paul McCartney was using it, and I was like, oh, right, we out. Yeah. I was like, I need this him, right now. Yeah. If it's a good number, Paul McCartney, yeah. it's definitely good enough exactly. for you guys. <laughs> exactly. That's so funny, damn. Um, all right, so I have like a really, so I, I've been listening, I listen to your songs a lot. I'm trying to get in the zone, like, all right. And I appreciate that. my biggest, I always listen to them. But my biggest question, like I, it, it occurred to me as I was listening to it in preparation for this interview, why are your songs so damn short? Mm. Honestly, I think it has a lot to do with how I listen to music and maybe my attention span is very short, but I have a hard time listening to longer songs myself. Like I feel that like I feel that if we're talking longer songs, you know, you're get you're pushing three and a half plus four minutes, something like mm -hmm. that. Like that's long. But you're you're not even making two. But even but them. 150, like a lot of times around two minutes, the songs get boring. Not my song. My songs are lit. They <laughs> end because they end around that time. We go, and then we go to the next one or we run it so back. So that's very intentional that you do that? It's also like it's intentional and to the point where it's like, you know, does this need I get to the point where I don't feel like this doesn't need any more. Like it's sing alongable, the verses fire, like let's just end it right here and move on to the next one. But obviously, like I was saying, I'm still in like the inception of my artistry. Like five years is not that long to be writing songs. Like I'm still figuring it out. I have songs that are three minutes. They're just they're, yeah. not, they're not out yet. Then, but you know, we're working on it. The album, when I, when I do come out with an EP and album, there will be three minutes so, plus songs. So when I talked to MRG, he was anti-album. Are you anti-album? You know, he's trying to get me anti-album, but I feel like we're at different points in our career where he has multiple albums out already. So yeah, he could be anti-album now, but I don't even have a body of work out yet. So I need, I feel like I need to put out a, a, an album. Cause what I say is my listening habit, cause I would say probably more broadly, people would say that people don't listen to albums as much anymore and it's more because everything's so playlisted mm. that it's more singles. But my listening habits change the opposite. I li mostly listen to full albums, like right front time. to back. That's what I, yeah. I do that probably 75, 80% of the time. It's really had to do with the fan base too because MRG's fan base is ever evolving because he's so big in, in advertising that like a single singles are hitting for him but for me my fan base is mostly my friends and family is a decent amount of people and they are they want me to put out more songs and they want me to put out an album so i'm gonna do i'm gonna feed my fans and give them my album what is your strategy to get from like pat like to the next stage like yeah. mrg was saying that he's at that stage now where he has fans all over the place and he's like mm -hmm. starting to actually cultivate like a true fan base outside of just people that know him you yeah. know like how do you honestly i'm i'm very much in it for the long game i feel like every piece of every creation i make is gonna be with me forever and it, you know at, at this point it's like you never know, like a song I, I, I wrote three years ago might be the song that blows up four years from now. So I just really just keep creating. I try not to even really think about how I'm gonna build the fan base. I just know that as long as I keep creating different pieces of content, like you have to make a video, like every song I've ever made, there's a good chance I make a video for every song I ever do. Whether that be a one take performance video or like a, a stylized, a curated type of like legitimate video. Cause that's very important and stuff like that. 
Um, and then you just get on your advertising flow, right? And, and now we have TikTok where it could be organic, where you don't have to pay for advertising and a bunch of people can still see it. Very important for artists now and building a fan base, which I love, even though I'm not on TikTok as much anymore because my TikTok has been infiltrated by toxic masculinity TikTok. What do you mean? Right. It's actually, I haven't been on TikTok. Is this what you were saying? You talked yes. to Casey? <laughs> yes. Honestly. Wait, so I'd be scared of this? What does that no. mean? So I once, I got a clip <laughs> of Fresh and Fit podcast talking some stupid ass shit. That's what MRG was talking to me about. Talking some stupid ass shit about how yeah. men have no problem dating women that make less money than them, but women will never date a man who makes less than them, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I just decided, I was like, I went in the comments, I was like, I feel like, I feel like these guys are wrong. No, you like can't a lot comment. of the time. No, commenting on TikTok oh my is bad. Fuck you. What I got the world calling me a simp. Like I don't obviously get no bitches if I don't know if, <laughs> if, if, if this is if I don't know this to be a fact. Obviously, I get no bitches. And then I'm like, oh, but like, you know, my grandmother was my the primary breadwinner in my family, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, she's gonna leave your grandfather soon. <laughs> like, and I'm like, come what people? Like, I, you know, men, the, the internet is making some some sort of uh these these toxic men creatures like did, did they come so they come after your videos though no they didn't come after my videos they came after me specifically on that tiktok oh, on so my comment all right i thought you so, were telling me they started like a campaign to no, take no, TikTok no. so but ever since that tiktok my algorithm got oh. roasted like now all i see is toxic masculinity videos yeah bro all i see is this shit and i had to get away from it so i always i always say that like i i get so in my head on any app that i know has an algorithm like any social app I'm scared to engage with anything because sometimes it's like, Poison. I don't actually want to <laughs> see this again, but I know I'm going to start fucking getting a yep. You know what? I, I was telling Casey the other day, uh, I watch, you ever hear of Andy Frisilla? No, I have not. He's like a super over the top, corny, hyper masculine, motivational guy mm. who just, you know, sells supplements and he's like, get up and fucking yeah, yeah, work yeah. hard and post and posts, uh, like motivational shit with the corny music and you know trying to get you hyped up. Mm, I, so you liked one of those videos. <laughs> so I watched that ironically, being like, holy shit, this is funny. <laughs> I saved it on my Instagram mm. saying, I want to make a parody of this. So I want this as reference. But now my Instagram That's reels your man. That's is a hundred of these things. Yes, it's like, yo, you love this content. I'm like, I don't fuck <laughs> off. So I'm like, I don't know, like YouTube, you can dislike things or yeah. say, oh, this, I don't suggest this to me again. I don't think you have that with all of them. I don't want that Listen, shit. I had to run away from TikTok because of- Yeah, I feel like, that. That's crazy. That's funny though. Yeah, but we get, dude, we talk about it all the time on, because the clips we make, I literally sit there and watch our episodes and I'm, I just go, what is going to just like create the most controversy, co like discussion in the comments. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. a lot of them lends to either it's and I agree. That's ridiculous that you said that or it's people fighting either amongst yeah. each other in a disagreement or at us. So the ones where they're they're yelling at us are so funny to me. Like, What's I, your, so what are your like what are the topics of your like largest uh, the the one that was our largest wasn't even our best one. It was just we posed the question, we debated what food is the highest ceiling and the lowest floor. <laughs> so that one just did well because everyone started thinking pizza. It. No, it's, it's sushi. No, and so then that just the <laughs> arguing just made that work. But we had ones like the first one we ever had that did well was me saying Babe Ruth uh, would be terrible if he played today. Mm. And I went over the top. I, like I remember that video. Yeah, yeah, like a high school pitcher would strike him out. So yeah. then it's just every baseball hardo is like, you're so fucking stupid. Like just going on, just ripping me apart, just the whole comments. And it was pretty hilarious. But do you actually yeah, you believe that? Do you comments. actually believe that though? Or you just said it for the controversy? 
Because, you know, Babe Ruth I, one of the greatest. I oh, Everything I say, I always say I believe it, but then it's exaggerated just to have a hot take. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. That's kind of... I feel like people understand that, but I've realized people don't. You know what I mean? It's like what mm. Skip Bayless and Stephen A do. Yes. They're on their show. Like, they they believe it, but then you, you got to spice like, it up for TV. Uh, yeah, so that's like what I do, but then everyone's like takes everything so literally. It's like, all right, dude. Yep. Like, we had one where we, me and Casey said wrestlers are unathletic. We meant like uncoordinated, but we used the word unathletic. So it's all wrestlers in the comments. Like, you don't even know. Bro, I'd fucking pin you so fast. Like, yeah, it's just everyone <laughs> oh, gets like so- actual wrestling or like WWE? Actual wrestling. Oh, okay. That's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actual wrestling. Yeah. So everyone got pissed off about that. Yeah. The comments are scary. Everyone's very negative in the comments. But and everyone acts like TikToks for little kids. I feel like it's all, I feel like I post something and then I'm getting yelled at by adults and, <laughs> all and, the whole time. But with this, this is going to be my return to TikTok. I feel like, you know, some of these videos we uh, from our conversation. Yes, here. that might be. Yeah. Um, and let's do it for the kids. You know, Don Chaz, I'm here to kind of inspire the youth. I feel like <laughs> I necessarily didn't have direction as a child. That has nothing to do with my parents. It's more so that I just, one, probably didn't have enough confidence in myself to like really pursue any passions other than playing video games. I did love playing video games as a child. But that's one thing I realized of making music and just creating anything really. It takes so much confidence in yourself and that only comes from putting in the work, getting positive feedback, which I've been thankful that in my music career, like I've really only gotten positive feedback and that's really what's kept me going so far. And uh, I don't plan on changing that in any way. I actually get what you mean with the not having direction in terms of, like you basically were saying, like you don't know what you want. You didn't have I was that person Bro, who yes. didn't know what I was gonna do when I was 20, when I had a full-time job, right? I, I say it all the time, like, I played sports and then I didn't I didn't have any other interests. And obviously eventually there comes a point where it's like you're not gonna be a professional athlete. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know, I don't know what else I like. So I played in college because I I played D3 oh, in college. You? Yeah, football. Cause I was like, Oh, really? Just well, man. I don't want to give it up. I don't know what else Linebacker? I like. Linebacker? Nah, I was a, I was a lot uh, smaller at the time. I was a uh, running back? Like running back slot receiver. Mm. Yeah. But uh and I barely played <laughs> in college. But we don't, we don't say that. We don't. We don't <laughs> yeah, pretend. Don't I was a starter. Um, <laughs> I was the star. Yeah. The like, problem is Casey's here, so he'll come out here and be he like, no, you too? weren't. He was. He was a lineman, yeah. Oh, wow. He's he, an he, athlete. I didn't he, know that. He quit after freshman year, though. Uh, that's a smart I thing quit, to do. I quit in the beginning of senior year. But then when I quit, I was like, I don't know. I don't like, literally don't know what I like. And I definitely also second the confidence thing. I think I got way more outgoing and confident in myself and all that shit as an adult. I, I, agree. I, I would I literally go as far as to say I, I had probably the least amount of confidence of like most of people I knew at that time growing up. Yeah, I don't know why, though, but I just You've been working out. Me, I wasn't working out. I didn't really have any like physical fitness kind of mentality in any way. It wasn't until I graduated school and I was pretty out of shape. My girl had broken up with me and I was like, let me, I, I moved out of state to for work. And I was like, let what me just state? get my shit together. I lived in Delaware for Ew. two years. Yeah. Honestly, shout out to Delaware. I got a lot of people out there and I fuck with y'all. Shout out my barber, Chase. You're the man. Shout out Manny, Olin, Robbo, <laughs> Matt Davis, <laughs> Ali Glickstein. Like I fuck with y'all heavy, but uh, <laughs> De- Delaware, Delaware t- made me but, uh, into the man. Delaware made me into the man I am, but it's fucking boring as shit yeah. out there. You cannot get food past 9 p.m. Bro, that's why I complained about you, here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yes, bro, we were talking before off camera. We were talking about how Hoboken and Jersey City sucks, in my opinion, 
in, more so Hoboken in comparison to mm. New York. Bro, that's my number one complaint. If it's like 9.30 and I haven't eaten, I'm in a panic. It's I'm like, crazy. I can't get food anywhere. It's crazy. Yes, dude. Oh my God. Yes. That ruins my life if I can't get food late. So it was that, <laughs> that there's... Every, all the bars close at one, which low key I love because I really much, I really value my sleep. And yeah. I don't really like going out that late anyway, but you know, I'll be out. I'll be a rat. But yeah, it's boring as shit out there. There's nothing to do. And um, all I do is work out and um, start writing songs. So you think the music and plus working out is what helps your confidence? I think 100% that is what made me a confident person, really. See, I think my, I think I, because I mean, I was always an athlete, I was always in good shape. I think all my confidence was so much in that mm -hmm. that like when it was over, it, and it was very. Like it would, but even when I was playing, like it was so fragile that like my whole self worth would be based out of if I played well or not. So mm -hmm. it would be very fragile. Like if I was striking out in baseball, I'd be miserable. If I was like played a bad football game, it would like ruin my life. Yeah. So I was too up and down, and everything was just based on like if I was performing well, my confidence was high. If I didn't. It was low, but I feel like that means like you don't have self-confidence. I feel like that's just exactly. overall not self-confident. Yeah. Now what's your confidence rooted in? I think it just was probably because from doing this, you have like, if you're going to do this, you have to not give a shit about getting judged. You know what yep. I mean? So I think after doing this kind of shit on camera long enough, like me and Casey the other day, we literally had a debate of the most embarrassing moments. And we were telling stories about like, he told me we're getting caught jerking off. And oh, I was, never, I got, told, never got caught. Yeah, really? <laughs> I, actually, I actually haven't either. Nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, we were just telling stories back and forth about uh, like embarrassing things. And uh, I think my therapist one time was like, oh, you talk about like that, those kinds of things. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, mm, you, hey, get, you go to therapy. Maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But I definitely think it's just the repetition of doing this and just the realization that the only way it'll work is if you stop mm -hmm. caring for the most part. And also really so. like in order to do something like this or to make music, like you have to really feel like you have your voice is something that is valuable to the world. Yeah, and that's true. That's really where, even if it's not, you have to think it, even if it's not, you have to, you have <laughs> yeah. to feel like that or else it's not going to hit anything. Right. So what do you think? So like the, the youth comment you were making, like, mm -hmm. do you actually think about that when you're making music about inspiring the youth? Is that a genuine motivation? Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I feel like a lot of times in music, people are like, I'm not here to be role models or leaders and things like that. And that's kind of their brand. But I don't really want that to be my brand. Like, I'd like to show kids that honestly, anything is possible, because at least with me. Most of the reason why I didn't pursue, I always loved music. I always loved listening to music. I had a karaoke machine in my room growing up. And that's the only, that's the only, but that's the only time I ever really like fooled around with like a microphone or anything like that. But I just never thought it was possible. Like I was always thinking, okay, I have to get a job. And that's the only way I'm going to be able to live a life is to get a real big person job. But as I grew older, I was like, it came to reality that this is something that I could do. This is something that anyone could do if you really are passionate about it and you put in the work. Yeah, I think I think of it more as like, uh, the, I don't know about you, you might be different, but for me, the most of the people I was surrounded by are very, you know, nine to five, they mm -hmm. work at Big Bang. So do like all, like my parent, like, you know, my parents and my uncles, aunts, uncles, whoever, mm -hmm. like everyone is very much in the, like that standard kind of lifestyle that to me, I always almost felt, I guess self-conscious or something like that, but mm -hmm. almost like I'd be judged for trying to do something, something different. different. So I never considered it as an option until a few years out. Uh, I kind of got and that. And way. that's a big part of it too. Cause I don't know if you noticed, but like, most artists, most famous artists, their 
parents were artists. Like, right, yeah, yeah. That's or someone, true. or their uncle was an artist, or someone they knew was an artist that really pushed them to uh, let, let them know that this is possible. And uh, you, uh, you know, everyone gets that at different ages. Like I, MRG was the one who let me know it was possible. Really, when he quit his job and he was like, "I'm gonna do this full time," right? And I really started to see him get traction and really like go all in on it. And I wasn't, I was 23 years old at that point. Yeah, so people definitely get it fostered more at a younger age, and that gives you just a head start. Mm -hmm. and, and that wasn't me. Even though my grandfather is an artist, he doesn't make music, he's a painter. That's and sick. he did definitely that has like the art the artisticness in my in, in me comes from him. He's the only artist in my family, really. Um so and, and we talked about this a little beforehand. You are working full time right now, right? Yes, yes. I'm not gonna say where. Yeah, don't say where. Or who? <laughs> that's why. That's why I am Don Chen's and not Vincenzo yeah. DiTrolio, Vidi DiTrolio, in my content because I, I don't want to. I'm pleased for real. I don't even have a real name. <laughs> if I apply for another job, I don't want the, <laughs> me talking about uh, getting caught jerking off to come <laughs> up when I'm trying to apply for another job if this doesn't work out. <laughs> but I will say what I will say about having a full time job though is that you know music costs money to make. This podcast costs money to make. Yeah, like. Everyone has their hustle, like in this world. Like everyone needs to have their hustle in order to make bread and sustain themselves. Because at the end of the day, you can't make. I I feel like I couldn't make music until I even had my financial situation figured out. Because I just was so stressed about how I'm gonna like sustain uh, a lifestyle, a life on my own, right? Yeah. So once I finally figured that out, I was able to. Okay, now what do I want to do with my time? Now that now that All I right. can survive on my own, how am I going to like live a life? And what am I going to do? And then I started making music. Do you find it hard to balance it though? Like working full, like do you have, like, I think that off, oh, I just had, if I wasn't working this full-time job and had more time, like mm -hmm. this is what I did. I could do so much more. I'd be better at this. I'd learn more. I'd get, improve my skills more. Do you I, get that I feeling think all the time? Definitely. If I had, didn't have to work, I would have more time to make music. But at the end of the day, I'm blessed to have a, a work where everyone I work with knows I make music. They push me to make music. They know that low key that my job is my plan B. If if I even have a plan B, like that's it's my job. So they they they're very supportive. A lot of people in my life are supportive. And like I always look back, I don't even know the producer Zaytoven. Yes, yeah. Zaytoven was a barber until his mid thirties. He was producing for Gucci Mane every night. Gucci Mane was coming over to his crib, and in the morning, Zaytoven would wake up and go cut hair for eight hours. Really? Yeah. Until like, he, how long ago? Do you know how long ago? Or like, no? it probably was. It, it was a, there was there came a point where he was in his mid to early thirties where he now he didn't have to or like now he was making so much money he didn't have to yeah. like be a barber. But even he yeah. was struggling. But he was it. like he loved being a barber. Like he really enjoyed it. And like that's kind of where I'm at. Like everyone has their hustle. Some people sell drugs. Some artists do other illicit things right. to make money. <laughs> Some people have OnlyFans. Like everyone needs bread. I'm. In a situation where my full-time job is not too mentally taxing, where I can kind of compartmentalize, you know, these eight hours of the day is going to result in me being able to do all these things. And all these things is paying for beats, paying for equipment, paying for advertising, paying for clothes that I wear in the videos and stuff like that. So how do you know when it's time to quit and pursue it full-time? Is it just... Oh, when someone <laughs> offers me a big bag. So it's just it's just financial. If I had yeah, if I had if someone offered me two hundred thousand dollars, no strings attached, right now, like a label, you're saying? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The label, two hundred thousand dollars, no strings attached. But I didn't have to pay it back though. So that's the thing about labels. I really yeah, want like if it was like a recouped thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> if someone was like, take this two hundred thousand dollars, you don't have to pay me back. But 
The Who's going to do what? that? I'm going to do that. There are people. <laughs> there are people out there. If you're watching. <laughs> you're an investor. I, if anyone has $200,000, they want to they use. Invest in Sweezy for real. That ass. Um, so, all right. So, let's say you're at a point a year from now. You got 150,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Mm. You're popping on social media. Not like popping, popping, but you're starting to, you know, you're getting some traction and everything's starting to go well, but you're not making significant amount of money yet to support uh-huh. you full time. You're still not going to quit. I probably still wouldn't quit because at the end of the day, a lot of artists don't make the amount of money I make for my day job and they have to do other stuff anyway. So until the the, the books really balance themselves, I can't really see myself stopping working, I, especially because I like what I do. Do you? But I, I like what I do. COVID was, has, is terrible, but it changed the world into this whole hybrid working situation where now, conceivably, I could go on a tour and still do my day job. Right. And, and it not be an issue. And not and like like I said, everyone in my job understands what I'm doing. That, that is true, actually, because you're going to perform at nights. You could, exactly. you could work at nine to exactly. five and, and go perform. Like, yeah. I, it's, not, it's not like I don't sometimes go out at night until three, four o'clock in the morning and then work at 8 a.m. the next day right. anyway. Yeah. So it's like. You just need Wi-Fi on your RV exactly. or whatever the fuck you're traveling on and you're good. That's true, actually. I never thought about that, so but that's that is probably, true. I, I, see, I see myself in the next three years doing a tour where it's like I'm situating, I'm able to work and then go perform at night. You don't think that that is going to hold you back, though, eventually? See, that's why I would think, though. I would just think eventually there comes a point where you have to say, like, the only way to get that exponential growth is I got to commit to it full time, even mm. if it's going to fuck me over financially. Yeah, we're going to see. We're going to see when I get that feeling. I, I'm going off vibes. Yeah, that's true. Right now I feel good vibes working and making music. It's it's they're they're complimenting each other and um and you know I gotta I gotta build the foundation of my career of making these songs and these songs cost money. These songs right. cost a lot of money. The videos yeah. cost a lot of money. And also I want to be able to pay people like good. I want to be able to pay the people I work with well so that their careers prosper, you know. Right. I I feel that too with when like whenever I um. Like I've asked videographers and different people for help, and I always try to be not yeah. gonna pay them like way more than like uh, go crazy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like I've had friends help me. Uh, one guy in particular who would be like too embarrassed to ask for what he's really worth, mm-hmm. so he'd I'd be like, all right, well, how much do you want? And he'd give me a number. I'd be like, bro, that's too low. Like, yep. I'm gonna give him and, more. And you're a good friend for that. But yeah, but I, I I feel like that's just bad business. You know, who actually uh, brought that up to me too. Uh, is most wanted. One time when I was with him, hey, he, people, he, he, he just he just said it's it's been, and he's right. He's like it's you're doing business. Like you just get the business right first, and then we're good after that. And but. most one, I give most of my money to my, most of my money goes to him. Yeah, <laughs> is he, he's your engineer. He's the engineer. Yeah. He touches every every song I ever put out. He's there's a good chance he's the one who's gonna touch it first and for that and last. He's got a platinum plaque, doesn't he? He got a platinum plaque. He he's about to have more. Is he really? I mean, I'm about to have many <laughs> Oh, for yours. <laughs> That's true. So that MRG. Cool that, yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. But um, but yeah, but it's true. Like, uh, you want to be able to, yeah, like, cause you, cause then, yeah, cause then it, I feel like that catches up with you. It's just like bad karma, kind of in a way. Yeah. If you're not paying people, you're trying to be shady, you're trying to fuck people over your own advantage. It'll help you. But I feel like I do believe that comes back around. I think so. I think so. I know. Like I said, we're in this, this age of like we're also an age where 30 is the new 20, like. Yeah, yeah. We don't have kids, thank God. I, if I had kids, then <laughs> maybe I'd have to uh, make a decision on what I'm gonna do with my full time job because I wouldn't have even time to make music if I had children. But right, I don't. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's crazy to think about because my mom, well, at my age right now, my mom had, I was already seven in, in terms of my mom. Yes, yeah, it is crazy to think about just how, but dude, but that's just society is fucked, dude. People want to act like that's like we change. I, I was bitching about this. You think this is a bad thing that we're not having kids? I think it's just, I think it's all stems from the fact that I think our generation is getting fucked by our parents' generations. Mm, I mean, overall, like everything. There's a lot of hoarding of. Bro, everything. Yes, hoarding of real estate. Can't even shit. get a crib. Like, you we literally won't be able to buy a can't, crib. You can't get a house. Shit is too ex Everything's so expensive. You, you, college doesn't give you a leg up really anymore. That's like equivalent my, to what our parents' probably should go to high trade school. school. I've been, I've been right. thinking about this. I'm probably going to tell my kids to go to trade school instead. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like, people go to college, you're getting all that debt, and then. It doesn't really give you a leg up. Like your starting salary, it doesn't even pay for a full year's tuition for a lot of kids. Nope. It's crazy. Uh, and they say it's college really for the network. And not that I say I didn't meet a lot of good friends in college. because I really Where'd you did. go? I went to Villanova also. Oh, you went to Villanova too? Okay. Yep. Yep. And Villanova was great though. Villanova is probably worth every penny, I would say, because if you go to Villanova Business School, you're probably going to get a, a decent job. And the basketball team is cool. And you can meet some really cool people out there. I will say... I definitely agree with that for a bigger school. Like I went to a small school and I can definitely say from my experience, I feel like the networking aspect is harder. Mm -hmm. I, like I, I feel like- Did you go to the school to play football? Yeah, which, and that was the main thing I did not like was playing football. So yeah. everything else I liked, but um, going to a private school, obviously shit's more expensive, but it's more so a, um, like the networking thing, it seems like there's less school spirit when you go to a smaller school. Mm -hmm. Like probably just because of the sports. I feel like all the school spirit stems from the sports. So if Villanova ever gets hyped for the basketball, yeah. and it probably kind of. I'll be honest, I, I've applied to 13 schools and I only got into two of them. One was Villanova and one was someplace where my mom went, was Union College in upstate New York. Oh yeah, yeah I know that. And I know people went there actually. I had never visited Villanova. I was just like, I they think, have D1 I basketball. I was like, they have D1 basketball. I think I got to go. Never visited. And I was like, all right, I'm committed to go here. And then, you know, I don't know if MRG told you, but I convinced MRG to come to Villanova. He was going to go play baseball at Skidmore. Really? He, I thought he gave it up way well before that. Nah, he was his senior year. He was his best of high school was his best year. He batted like 450. He was just oh, yeah. no, killing. He, yes. Wait, he told me he batted 500. He was killing. I thought that was cap. Nah, is, he was killing real? his senior year. Okay. So and he that's was, good. That he you got an offer to go play at D3 and then he was going to work. And then he was like, but then I was like, yeah, if anything, you could walk on the Villanova baseball team. And we got to Villanova and we realized that that's not, that's too much work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I also can say from playing division three football, I don't like if I had a kid who was an athlete, like my strategy when I was trying to, when I was trying to use it for college was to try and get to a better academic and like an academic school, I wouldn't have been able to get to uh, grades alone. So that's, like, that's a good, that's which, a good which strategy. makes sense. Like an Ivy league or like a Patriot yeah, league, yeah, yeah. like a Lehigh or a Bucknell, like those are the kind of schools I was trying for like UPenn and shit too. So if that worked out, then it makes sense. But if you're not going to go to a big time D1 or get you into a good academic institution, I kind of mm -hmm. feel like it isn't for worth some it. Some people, unless it's for the love of the game. Shout out to I the guess. Love of the game. It, it, I have a friend who played sprint football. That's like you got to be under way, right? Yeah. yeah. And there's a situation where every year the alumni come back and they pad up and they play the team. That's sick. <laughs> I just love of the game. You know, you know, you, yeah, that is love of the game. Legit. You know, you pens, uh, tradition they do at games. No. So I was getting recruited by, um, you pen for a little bit. What would always happen for me is they would, everyone just say I'm too small eventually. And they tell me to fuck off. What? But, Are you kidding me? But I had an official visit to you pen. So I'm there for a game mm. sitting there just like whatever. All of a sudden everyone just starts 
frisbeeing toast onto the field. Toast? Like bread. Like toasted bread or just plain bread? I couldn't tell at the time. Found out later it was toasted bread. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Everyone, is, onto the field. I and they just that. cleaned it up and yeah. they acting like it was cool. So that's apparently- That's not cool. That's not, <laughs> apparently that's not cool, you Ben. the tradition stemmed from they- Getting bread. Uh, during prohibition, they couldn't mm. toast with drinks anymore, so they were like, "Oh, let's toast with toast." Wow, that's so corny. Yeah, yeah. That, dude, that I don't think they do it every corn. game, but they did it the game I went to. You could find videos of it on YouTube, but I was so confused. Mm, that's a waste of bread. Yes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's people who could eat that bread, Please. unless unless it's bad. But still, mm. um, blue. Okay, so I'm gonna change the subject a little bit. Mm -hmm. A lot of your music, both your solo music and Star Six Seven music, it's all about love. You literally have a song called "A Song About Love." Mm -hmm. Love is love is the most powerful force in the world. Like love really pushes all of us to do things. Like if I'm being honest, that what pushed me to get fit and get confidence in the first place was women. Like it was my love for women. Most things are probably motivated subconsciously or consciously by women for men. And, <laughs> and we love that. I honestly love that. They, they push me to new heights. Yeah. And here we are, looking good, feeling good, like doing it for the women. But isn't love more than that? Isn't it deeper? Than just looks. I, I, of course, of course, it, <laughs> of course it is. But you have to develop. Like it, it's all part of like development and just kind of making yourself someone who is not. I'm not gonna say valuable, but someone who is just interesting, right? Like you love people, love people who are have who are interesting and people who have passion and things like. Like at the end of the day, love is really about like passion. Like I really do love sitting in my basement making music and making songs and that and I, I, it wasn't my choice i didn't want to make love songs i didn't want every song to be about love and not every song is about love some of my songs are ignorant no whatever yeah. but like even but most my, of them are about love most of my songs are about love and even my family would be like sean like oh, sweeties you have to make you have to stop making this bubble gum pop like my stepfather hates love song he's like every time i send him a love song he's like please what do you want hype shit he wants Hardcore. My family wants some hardcore like, like rap, or uh, they want rap and they rock. want screamo. They want, screamo. Uh, yeah, you screamo guy. I got some. I got some in the vault. I actually uh, got some intel that you're a Kiss fan. Um, my first concert ever was Kiss and Aerosmith at Jones Beach. I love Aer Aerosmith. Actually, one of mine. That's strictly because my dad had an Aerosmith CD. He would play when I was a kid, mm -hmm. and, I and that's that really shit. what it comes down to. Is yeah. Like, yeah, the influence from your parents. So like that was my first concert. So Kiss and the Beatles are like my two favorite bands and they're both not a lot of people would say oh the kiss and the beatles are alike but they actually are alike in the beatles have a lot of two minute songs one and kiss and the beatles are all about sing-alongs like the cadence of the songs lend to the audience singing them right back to you and that's like my dream is it, does, it shouldn't even really matter how i sound on stage because everyone's going to be singing the songs back to me anyway that is true. People do like being able to sing the songs back. And so for, so with me, I actually, when I record and I write something, I'll intentionally try to sing it badly. Uh, not in recording, but it's just like to myself, as if I'm someone listening to the song, ah. singing it along, singing along with the song. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, though, because that's that important. is what people want. Like, I do that. All the time, I sing very well. I could do, I could do it myself. Do you want to get on a track? <laughs> Should we just do it right now? I mean, I actually, I, I shouldn't say it on, on uh, mic, but I you have a rap. I am looking to do a video series 
where one of the videos would be me making a rap song. You can come you, to my studio. And I actually, basement, I actually it. brought it up uh, to MRG at the end of our interview. And he was like, yeah, to ask Sweeze, he'd be down to do it. 100%. I'll yeah. make a song with anybody. MRG is also like, he's very much like, oh, like, I'm not going to do features with a lot of people. Like, I don't really uh, appreciate a lot of other artists, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'll probably make a song with anyone, especially if they pay me. I don't even need to be an official, like on streaming. I mean, that'd be sick. But I just oh. want just, I just, I mean, I'm down for it too, but I just want to try it. Like, I, I just mean, feel like it'd be fun. It's going to be fire. Try. It could be fire. It could be trash. You want to be a rapper or you want to sing? Uh, I could do either one. I feel like rapping, I could... I feel like I listen to more rap than anything, so it probably mm -hmm. would come a little more naturally to Like me. some boom and bap type of. Yeah, some boom bap. I was telling, I'm wearing it right now, that I listen to mostly yeah. like Griselda and Buffalo rap type of shit now, and he was just like, yo, I don't fuck with that shit. Who, oh, MRG doesn't? Yeah, it does not. No, he's more into the melodies as well. Yeah. And then me saying. too, I'm into the singing stuff, really. Yeah. But I like. I really do appreciate rap, though. It's very difficult, and it just to, to have that like... That, that that once again we'll go back to the confidence just to say some of this shit and That's true. It, and yeah, I you, appreciate it. You guys, your music together and his is very melodic, more like R and B, little rap. You got both, and then your solo shit's a lot more rock. Though. Yes, yeah, and you know, I feel like we are really living in the golden age of a songwriting of what it means to be a songwriter. Because back in the day, like if I wanted to make a rock song, I had to find a whole band. I had to find people with playing all these instruments to go and let's figure out this song together. But now I go online and I find this whole like just expansive yeah. like <laughs> like band. Like I basically just go to different bands. I can just get a different band. I just write songs on top of it. And, uh, and that's really how I've been rolling. Just writing on top of these like things where everyone's like, oh, like, did you play this music yourself? Like, no, I literally found this beat online. So is that the direction you want to go is more rock or you kind of? Trying to touch uh, everything. I'm trying to touch everything. I'm definitely trying to touch everything, but I lean mostly towards the rock, especially because of the way my voice sounds on records. It sounds best and cleanest when I'm like really pushing my voice. So um, all of my rock stuff has been like my the favorite stuff that I listen to. I have an interesting question. What do you think about MGK making rock music? I like MGK when he was a rapper at first. Like. I like Wild Boy. I, I think MGK has a lot of credibility, honestly, as an artist. And he's impressive and he can play guitar. I actually saw MGK live at Rolling Loud and it was a couple years ago. And it was a great show. Like he climbed on top of some crazy ass shit. Like he was he was ripping the guitar. Rap, um, rock shit, you're saying? He was rock, rock yeah, rock. it was rock shit. This is before he even really went all in in the emo girl. I don't like that song, Emo Girl, though. I'll be honest with Willow Smith, I love Willow Smith. I love, dude, Willow Smith is, well, I think she's gonna be huge. I one think day. that she's one of, has she's one of the amazing. best voices and just one of the, yes, some of the best dude, songs I've ever heard. I, I went to uh, one of the times I saw Tyler, the creator, Jaden Smith, open for him. Mm. At, at MSG, Willow. and he brought Willow out, and bro, Willow's voice live was fucking amazing. Yeah, she's like mind blowing. And she good. does, she touches every genre. She, yeah, she's sick. So, like I was saying, I saw MGK live, and uh, you know, I appreciate MGK. A lot of people don't. A lot of people, some of the most comments I've gotten on when we run ads on our videos are like, oh, MGK wishes he could do this. Cause I guess we maybe sound a little more authentic than him just because everyone knows he was a rapper before and. I don't know. People say he pivoted because his rap shit wasn't working, but I feel like it, it, everything's working for him. Like, I think I think it was working fine. I think he just Wild got, Boy is a great song. I think he just got with Travis Barker, who's apparently mm. the only good drummer who's oh, alive. He's, he's, yeah, he's <laughs> just the only drummer alive. Sick. Yeah. No? He's on. He's the drummer yeah. for every fucking rock song ever. You no know other song I like from MGK, "The Land Till I Die." You know he was a, till nah. I die. He's from Cleveland. Is that the land? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, yeah, I liked him when he was a rapper. I thought he was corny at times, but I liked the first rock album. The second one, I did not fuck with very much. Um, but yeah, I found it interesting because I remember like I'd see um, like different YouTube videos and shit of people kind of complaining like, why can't like he could pivot because he's white, but like mm. Lil Wayne tried to pivot. I, hey, Prom Queen is a great song. Lil, Lil Wayne pivoted successfully. Like, yeah, I was like, I don't think anyone was anti like, oh, Lil Wayne can't do this. He's black. I feel like everyone was nah, fine nah. with Lil Wayne doing that. It yeah. just either they didn't like the sound or didn't work. I don't think people would have been against Lil Wayne making rock music. Yeah, I, I, I love Prom Queen, that. but I will say I didn't really. Was that album like Rebirth or something like that? Yeah, Revolver, yeah, yeah. Revolver. No, Rebirth. I think it's Rebirth. no Rebirth is Eminem. I think mm, Eminem. Uh, we can't talk about Eminem though. Yeah. Eminem one of my biggest influences at first when he used to be funny. Trash now. He's so angry. So bad, dude. Why is he so angry? Bro, it's, like, it's <laughs> not even, bro, it's not even that he's angry. It's like, he just, I just don't get why people don't tell him to just slow the fuck down. Or like, make, be funny again. Like, yes. My, <laughs> yeah. my band is amazing. Top five of one of my favorite songs. I was songs singing Ass Like That the other day for no that reason. Song is but that song's fire. Yes. Like, come on, Eminem, lighten up a little bit, sir. Yes. Dude, and it's, Bro, the best example, and I'm actually wearing this, wearing a shirt, so it works out. Because Conway, like those guys are signed to Shady, so he mm. had he the Griselda. They did a full song, like the three of them did a song with Fifty Cent, mm -hmm. and Fifty Cent, who I mean, he's like New York, but he's not the same type of, he's not exactly the same kind of sound. Mm -hmm. He went into the song to try and get into like their world, like like this is the Griselda sound. I'm gonna do the Griselda sound, and he was amazing. Eminem did a song with Conway. Conway's rapping like he normally raps, which is slow and the fucking opposite of Eminem. The beat is slow as fuck. And Eminem just comes out at the end and just raps really fucking fast. Like, bro, like, you don't need to do it. Like, you're talking about some super aggressive You don't need shit. to be like, you don't need to do that. You just fuck the whole song. Like, just chill out. And that's not to say I don't have super respect for Eminem. I, he was no, my I favorite. actually love Eminem. Eminem like, and 50 Cent. This, the uh, Eminem show and Give It Your Die Trying were the first two rap albums I've ever listened to. Two that's why I like rap. The Top five albums potentially of all time. I agree with that. And yeah, like I just don't get why no one's, it just, it's because like I hate middle America white people still listen to him and he still does numbers. So it doesn't matter. Is he still doing numbers? Okay. Yes, dude. That's what's crazy. It's like if you, I had this. Oh, him and MGK had that beef too. Yes. Yeah. That's funny we got into. It was but, called Killshot. Yeah. But I argue about this with my boy all the time because he was saying like, bro, there's no way Eminem does numbers. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, look it up. He still <laughs> is like doing the best numbers and he does. But it's those people, we, got so we gotta figure out who they are and be like, yo, stop liking this. Because mm. if you stop liking it, he'll go back to But he also, like, I also feel like once you get the machine, like, behind you in that way, like, once you become that big, like, it's really hard to flop. Like, I feel like it's basically impossible for Eminem to really flop. Like, he already has more fans than every other artist I feel ever. like people can flop. I think big artists can flop. Who really has fallen off that? I, I feel like people thought Kendrick flopped. Oh, who thought that? I think people think I think people just because he's so and I actually don't even mean that as a diss, but I think people their expectations are so high that like he's going to exceed every album. I don't think he I don't think I thought his last album was good, but I don't think it exceeded his last mm -hmm. few. And I think people were disappointed by it and probably view it as a flop. So it's not like really a yeah. flop. I think that it definitely sold really well. And it is not what people expected, which ends up being like the best thing about it. Right. Because it's like. It, it ended up being different. Like, and that's what everyone just wants something to be different. Like he was spitting, he was spitting is a, a long drawn out album. It was, it was very different. And, um, he didn't have any hits on it. I, it, it except for, I feel like there's one hit. I, I'll be honest. Now that I think about it, I, I haven't really ran it back like that. 
Yeah, I ran it back a, a couple times. I I try to give everything two listens because sometimes I even like some of my favorite albums. I won't like the first listen. Listen mm. to it the second time and it, uh, I like it more. So I usually give things two. Um, and yeah, I thought it was good, but I, I didn't. It's also just interesting to think about how like music has changed. Like listening tendencies have changed. Like I mean, you were telling me that you mostly listen to albums, but like for me, I'm mostly listening if it's not my own music or my friend's music. I'm listening to. I listen to singles. I listen to whatever is going to be like the most popping thing that week. I try and listen to all the newest stuff. Yeah, I do that too. And I don't really run back a lot of old music anymore. I do have one playlist. My listening tendencies now is I have one playlist with 67 songs on it. Uh, Most of them are my songs. (laughs) And um, I just keep that number at 67. And every time I I really, really like a song, I have to delete one. I get star six, seven. I I was like, why 67? I was like, oh, um, Hmm. Yeah. No, I I usually give things to listens, but you also said you listen to your friends' music. I'm a big yes. like people like like we're friends. You you drop music, I spin that all the time. But also, I feel like I don't know if it's just I just how it works out by chance, luck. I don't know, but I feel like most of my friends I know that make music. I like I don't just do it just to. Hmm. I want to be support- I want to be supportive, but I do like it. Like I yeah. genuinely enjoy people's music. Yeah, but I feel I find it odd that I f- I feel like I'm in the minority of people that go out of their way to be supportive of people's either their creative endeavors, maybe their business or something because like that. Most people are haters. You think it's haters? I think it's haters. I think it's jealousy. I think it's a lot of like at the end of the day, people don't. People are just pessimistic. Like a lot of people are pessimistic. They don't think that someone's going to be able to kind of transcend whatever they're currently doing and get to that next level when in reality like just your passion behind someone else's music is what's going to get them to that next level. yeah like you never like people don't really understand the power in telling someone that they're doing a good job that's that true they're telling they're doing a good job with what they're doing like keep it up like that and i've been blessed where whenever i make music like since i begin started making music like a lot of my good friends and people i don't know have that have discovered me have went out of their way to tell me that and that is really what has kept me going and what kept me like what kind of made me committed to this from the beginning yeah i always i think it's important to do that, especially if they're good like if i understand it's one thing if you genuinely like you really give something a try and you're like this is actually trash mm-hmm. that i get that happens too that happens but like if you if you listen to someone's music or someone's business you think their products or whatever they do is cool or someone has a podcast, you think their podcast clips are sick or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> if you je- if you actually think it's good, I feel like it's r- like really, it's pretty fucked up to not be supportive in some way. Yeah, You don't have to go crazy posting about it all the time, but doing something, yeah. either what you said, giving them a compliment or sharing it with someone, mm-hmm. le- literally even as minimum as just like liking the thing. Like there's some things that are so, you would, think that repost, you would think that a yeah, repost is easy, like, but it's not that easy to get people repost right. It's stuff. like a, it's a couple <laughs> thumbtacks and people don't do it. And you're kind of like, bro, like, is it that bad? Like, it's it's not. It's good. But people don't still don't do it. So yep. you think it's hater shit. Yeah, I, I, I think for the most part, it's haters. And also people don't want to, like, be promo vehicles. I feel like a lot of times as an individual who's not an artist, you don't necessarily want to flood your friends and family with promotion yeah that's other, true which you should though like it's really not that big of a deal and honestly your friends and family need something to do they right. want to see what you're interested if it's in. someone you support too yeah. yeah i think but i i get that but i just don't think that way um because you're a promo vehicle 
I guess I am. Right? <laughs> but I kind of like, like, I I kind of think it's lame where people want, like, people want to be like, oh, this is cool. This is popular. Oh, I like that, too. Yeah. I think it's, I like being the, contr- I like liking shit that no one else likes to be like, yo, this, and then say, I told you so when everyone else likes Facts. it. And That's it, cool. It is the worst. The worst thing is when someone will go out of their way to post like the newest like huge artist record but they won't post your yeah your record and you know then that you, they like your record though and you know they like your music that's true yeah like that's a good point where if someone doesn't post anything because to use your words they don't want to be a promo vehicle and they just never post anything like that it's kind of like i don't think that way but i get it but if you're posting like mgk's new fucking song uh, yeah. and you yeah then that would piss me off even more and people do that too people will post like uh, it's a random ass celebrity doing absolutely nothing and not repost yeah. or like your own post. Um, so do you like getting compliments? Like the compliments help you? I don't. I'm not good you know, at taking compliments. I've noticed that about myself. I, I love. I've been thinking more more recently about what my love language is. My love language is, and I think that words is it words words of affirmation? affirmation. Yeah, is like what people tell you you're, you're doing most, a good job. You're a good yeah, boy. What makes me feel the most loved <laughs> for sure? Um, it's it's very powerful for me in terms of like motivation and um you know i try and go out of my way and tell people that they're doing a good job as well i like doing that for other people but i i for some reason feel uncomfortable when people like give me a direct compliment mm-hmm. like sometimes people will will tell me they like something about what i'm doing like some video or just like just gotta give them a hug. podcast in general say and thank i say you. And I, i'll be like thank you but I, I always want it to stop there once it keeps going i start feeling uncomfortable and then they start giving you feedback they're like but you should really do but i also yes that's that too is getting uncomfortable <laughs> but i but i want the admiration but then i get uncomfortable i don't get why mm. i get that way and i also actually get more motivated i think from people hating on me than people liking it oh really I, yeah, for some reason that gets me excited. That gets me. I feel like we were talking about the TikTok uh, hate. Mm-hmm. I l- enjoy that more than people being like, "This is sick." Like people uh, being like, "Fuck that guy." That <laughs> I love that. I I think about that. I want more people to like kind of root against me. In a so way. is that your goal? Are your goals to be most hated? No, I don't no. want to be most hated. I I kind of think. I think it's good in general to people have an opinion on you either way. I feel like music mm-hmm. it's hard. Music you don't want people to hate. Like you don't want to be polarizing necessarily. With the quality yeah. of your music, as a yeah, personality, yeah. maybe you can find a way to be polarizing mm-hmm. with your persona, but then the music everyone enjoys. Oh, yeah. So that's a little different with that. But I feel like you don't want people to be indifferent, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily have a. I guess it depends what I'm getting hated on for. Probably, I'm mm-hmm. sure something different. Like if it's just my opinion on something like that, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. If it's someone I know who I know is like, oh, they're talking shit about you, that would be motivating to me. I'm sure there's a scenario where someone would hate on me, and it would really get under my skin yeah if it it cut really deep yeah i would have to i have to think of something that it would be but so what do you think is your inevitable goal like with this show like like 20 years down the road you want to still be doing this still be interview finding new artists uh i don't know i kind of politician i I have no not i kind of want to be president that'd be sick i'm gonna be a lawyer after i blow up yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yep. yeah, get huge and be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna be a lawyer now." How, yeah, how sick would it be? That's my thing about law school, though. Yeah, really, I, I don't know anything about law school, <laughs> but I feel like this, people are going really hard for like this outcome of like getting a big law job or something like that. I really just want to know the law. Like, I just want to be able to just be knowledgeable, uh, knowledgeable, <laughs> and work within the law. And at the end of the day, if you really want to make a change in this world and like obviously there are a lot of things that need to be changed you kind of have to know exactly how to do it through the law that's an interesting perspective if you're talking politics like 
like or, or I guess any I guess is how necessarily be being in politics, but making change usually requires some type of law and exactly change like that. And, yeah, I mean, they're a politician now. All of a sudden, you can be a politician and not be a lawyer. But yeah. uh, it always seemed like that was like a prerequisite. That should just be a right. prerequisite. Like you're literally changing the law. You know what? The, that's yeah. true. <laughs> like, yeah, that's actually how true. How do you not know what's on the books yeah. already? They're voting <laughs> on what the laws are, and if you don't know what the laws are, right? it's kind of silly. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a fair point. But now we're getting to we're getting to a world where you can just be a celebrity. Well, like celebrities about to just run politics. Yeah, it's coming. I, I definitely think I think it's the generation below us that are going to save I, us. No, that are going to make like YouTubers. YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, listen, it's going to be like Logan Paul's. You can go be to YouTube president. law school. Even I, I'm there's probably a, a YouTube channel out there that's just like everything in law school. That it's going to possibly learn. I forgot Logan Paul versus Steve will do it. <laughs> mm. Who would you vote for? There? I, I think Logan to. Paul. Wow. But Steve will do it. That guy's I, a lunatic. I don't know anything about either of these people, really. Although Steve will do it is the one who he's a Nelk Boys guy. Who was with um with Six Nine, right? They were boys. Yeah, yeah, they're boys. They were yeah. boys Six Nine at least. Yeah, but that <laughs> but that would be funny. Steve will do it's president, and he's just like you know he's he's having a deep discussion with the leader of North Korea, and they're like, watch out, Steve will do it. <laughs> don't make Steve do it. I, I'm waiting for a singer. I'm I'm trying to be the, that's why I'm trying to be the first singer politician. They, That'd they be sick. Get the seat of the yet. union addresses through song, or I just sing the national anthem at my own <laughs> like, at my own inauguration. Like, <laughs> that would be fire. I that mean, would be cool. No, it's never been done speaking before. Speaking into existence, right? Is now. there been, that should that would be your campaign? Like that's what you run on. Like I will. Every sing. one of my speeches is just a concert. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just go MSG. I will bring, I will bring Staples a guitar Center. to everything yep. I do. <laughs> you know, I do want to learn how to play instruments, though. I, I think that's that's the. You next don't play one. any instruments. I don't play any instruments. I'm just about words. Do you feel like that holds you back in some way? I think that it would be nice. It would be nice. To you play made the point that you have all the tools at your disposal, yeah. like through software and shit, and people's beat. And I, and I do like finding beat packs and writing songs to that. And really, when I like, like I said, I never thought this was possible. But now looking back in my life, I always was a writer. Like when I got into my high school, I told the teacher I was writing a book because I was writing a science fiction novel in fifth grade, in fourth grade. Really? I, I didn't, you know, I didn't you finish, finish it. I never nah. finished it. Nah. It was actually just kind of a, a, a play on Jack and Daxter too. <laughs> like it was really, it was I really just plagiarized <laughs> like I did for the rest of school. <laughs> no, nah, we don't talk about that. But those who know, no. <laughs> I cheated all through college. I, I've openly said that on the show. All I'm, through college. Freshman year, I tried my hardest. And then I was like, wait, I should just be cheating. Why the fuck don't I keep I cheating? I think that college is a weird situation because the teachers are using the same material year after year. Like, yeah, you could if you Google search things, you could find the questions online. The with books the are the same. Yeah, the tests are. Or the, they change just like the names. They, they in change the, the order of the questions. Yeah. It'll be like the exact same questions from the year before. So that's something where it's like, where that whole frat life really comes into being a benefit because like the older kids, like having older friends, they're just gonna. You were in a frat in Villanova. I wasn't. Yeah, a frat, so you're yeah. frat. We were frat bros yeah. too. Yeah, me and Casey are brothers. You got it. It's a community, and it's like you find a group of like-minded dudes that. And I never like thought I was gonna like be that, but I ended up when I got to college. My randomly assigned roommate, who has the same name as me, which is another reason why I became Swedes full time, uh, was because we literally had the same name. Yes, yeah. that makes sense. So he ended up being like the most solid dude, like the one of the best men I ever met in my life. And his brother was a vice president of a frat at the time. And um, I just kind of fell right in there and we ended up building that whole thing together. I was actually the recruitment chair of my frat. Damn. So I was bringing in the the boys. You were, uh, and, yeah. And uh, you know, we were throwing down. Um, the, the cheating thing, Casey and I at Gettysburg, their rule, the code of conduct rule 
um, which we've talked about before on the show, on, our, on the other show, is uh, the, the professors had to leave the room. So you could cheat? Basically, yeah. <laughs> like, like the argument was like, so you like you had to self-police each other, um, but it was just like, we're all cheating, right? But here's another thing. Here's another thing that the pandemic did. Now, from what I heard and what I've seen with school, everything is open book. As it should be. That's what the real world is. No, you never closed book anything. Right? In the you don't real have world. to really know anything. You just figure it out on the you spot. You just YouTube it. Yeah. Like, how do I figure out how to do this shit? So, I'm from what I heard right now from YouTube my cousin, it. my cousin's 13, they don't get no homework. What? They don't get no more homework. Everything is like, Classwork, and when you get home, they get to like follow their passion. So like, he just balls. He started making he beats. Balls. He hoops and just he started making beats. I'm like, you're living the life right now. Like, that's like, sick. Fuck. It's. I mean, and then I'm. You're born I was, the wrong I was time. Stressing. Everyone telling my parents I'm not gonna amount to anything because I'm not going home and like putting in eight hours of homework every night and stuff like that. It was such BS. Yeah, dude, that's so crazy. Yeah, homework is kind of crazy. Like, I'm going to school for half the day. Fuck and off. You want me to do more after yeah. this? Like, like study. If I study for something, fine. And the real like, world's homework? not even like that. The real world's yeah. not like that. You, you go really, to work, you clock out, exactly, and you fuck off. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, really, they should be teaching children at least now that it looks like they are work-life balance, things like that. We were really just getting pushed to like do what? What were we really even learning? Like we, Dude, I don't use anything. We didn't learn to code. We didn't learn anything about. I didn't learn anything about science. I didn't learn any like financial. Didn't shit, learn anything like, about like personal, personal finance, finance stuff. Sure. Yeah, 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 nothing. I I do like reading books. That's something that I think I carried on from my like elementary school days. Is like the joy of reading books. But even when I was in school, I didn't read the books that they told me to read. I just now I it's, it's, I can find books that I like enjoy. I actually didn't end up reading a lot of like self help books in Delaware. I because I need help. <laughs> I, I, I need to figure myself I, needed. Help. I needed to figure out like how I, I was gonna how I was gonna do this this thing called life here. So, shout out to books. I'm gonna say that right now. Like I said, for the youth, go read some books. Read books. Yeah, I like you read I, books. I, I like physical books. I'm a big. Uh, I want a lot of books on the bookshelf so I look smart. And mm. probably sixty percent of them have been read. What was the last time you read? What was the last book you read? The last one I read. I tried reading. I was trying to read. Um, Taoism stuff, actually. Mm. That was the last thing. Taoism. I, it's actually supposed to say with a D. Taoism. Taoism. It's spelled with a T. Oh, it's spelled with a D. So I read, actually, the last book I read, I tried reading some psychology books from Carl Jung that were too difficult, and I gave uh, up. His books are so hard So to tough. Read, so like, I, I like tried. <laughs> it's easier to just watch the YouTube videos where they give you the four dummies version because the books are co confusing. It's crazy. I've, I've gotten through some like psychology books that are a little yeah. tough and been able to digest it, but the Carl Jung shit was too much. I tried reading, reading Taoism stuff like the actual uh, Tao Te Ching, but that was tough because it was hard to interpret it. Mm. So I read, it's called the Tao, the Tao of Pooh. Mm. So it's basically trying to teach you Taoism through Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. That was it was actually, it was easy read, got through it quick. And it was a good book. Are you a Taoist? Uh, no, I like the philosophies. I feel like I need that in my life. It's mm. very, um, like just let. Because I find that myself, I'm always resisting everything. I'm like defensive to stuff. I'm negative about things, trying to find why something won't work and all this shit. Mm. So I, I feel like I need like- Is that your that, natural? That's your natural instinct. That's my natural, yeah. Like I'm naturally like negative towards things and almost like mad that 
things aren't going my way. Whereas like Taoism, it's kind of, I'm going to butcher probably how I'm explaining it, but like there was <laughs> about the way and kind of just going with yeah, yeah, almost yeah. like Jet Li being like, just be like water. Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. like that kind so of So you just, plan on going to like, cause that's one of my dreams also is to go to like some sort of a temple and like, like a Buddhist temple. It's kind of just like really just meditate. Yeah. yeah. Even though meditating is very hard for me and I try, but I, I'm moving too quick. I used to be able to, like I used to try really hard to meditate and I was able to, and I've noticed Recently, I haven't been able to, and I think it's because I'm too overstimulated uh, by my phone. By your phone? Mm. I think I'm like, I can't, I can barely sit in my thoughts anymore. Yeah. I used to be able to just chill and sit in my thoughts. I need to be watching a video or on Twitter or on Instagram. I, I Somehow TikTok hasn't gotten me. I don't let, I only post TikTok. I don't watch it. Oh, really? But, yeah. but Stay but away like, from, to from toxic masculinity. <laughs> I'll tell you that. But uh, like, I'm always just watching shit on my phone and can't just sit in my thoughts anymore whereas i used to all the time that's a recent issue i've been having so have you been actively like limiting your phone time no my no. screen time is egregiously my screen time long. is crazy too what do you add do you know what it's at what it's at bro it's, I've, I've had days at 13 hours yes that's what mine are at <laughs> mine, are, mine are like mine are like 10 11 like yeah. yeah and it's like i'm not really doing like i didn't really accomplish anything in that that time even though twitter is really great Twitter's the best. Twitter is by far the best social media platform. It's it can be the worst or it can be the best. It's it, it's based on how you cater it to yourself. Like you create your own ecosystem of what you want to see. Yeah. And it's a matter of just staying out of replies and getting an argument. No, you got to reply and get an argument. You That's get the arguments? Best part. No, I mean, it's the worst. Back, uh, I've been in a lot of political arguments and, and on Twitter. Um, really? Dude, that's a lot worst. of conspiracy theorists arguing against me. But like, I feel like, here's my thing. Here's my thing. And why I feel like it's very important for people to go and like actually argue. Because if you don't argue someone on Twitter, a kid is going to see that and take this bullshit that someone else is saying. And because there's no rebuttals to that, like the kid really might think like, their whole life might be geared around like I this guess. I just day. feel like I mean you gotta think about your own mental health, dude. You're arguing with someone who's there's never gonna listen or cave. It just no, the arguments are never substantive. They're just hateful and angry. I've gotten to a lot of arguments enough where they move to the DMs and you know, we find common ground. I found common ground with people I never thought I'd be able to find. Really? With. Yeah, in my DM. You've taken Twitter fights that far that they went to the dms very and they got settled and you were like that was a, that was a nice battle yes very far yep. <laughs> and shake and move on yep. damn from 2016 never, and i know i was not political that. in any way i couldn't even give a shit about politics until 2016 and then like i just felt it was my duty to like really fight with people because people were <laughs> like people were trying to really duty to fight with people people were poisoning the internet people were poisoning Dude, that's it so with lies. that's such a funny way to say it though it was my <laughs> People tell me, Sean, why are you spending so much time? I would stay up late at night. That's distracting you, bro. It's not distracting. It is. It, it's got, I, now I know that like the world is actually like this. Now I know that you have to like, like communication is so important. And that one-on-one -on -one conversation that you have some, with someone could like have ripple effect through like so many different avenues. I just don't think that's a platform to do it. You got to get a podcast and you could just rant. And that's no why I'm here. It's sick. No one can argue with I'm you. I'm trying to be a regular. I, I, can, I can lie. I'm trying to be friend. If, that's true. If I, <laughs> we might be after this. If I if I lie right now, I could tell a lie. The, the sky is green. I could put it out. If I just don't look at the replies, I just said the sky is green with no pushback. Mm -hmm. I could say whatever I want. And someone might see. Wait, that's and, and that's, how you, that's how you get Alex Jones. Wait, so, exactly. <laughs> the sky is green. <laughs> Wait, he is on something. Trails. He's talking about chemtrails. <laughs> That's true. Um, so I don't know if he says on a podcast yet, but my first like foray into conspiracy theories was when I started to make a, a like a history Instagram account. I actually have like a Finstagram called History and Harmony. 
It's still and out there. Active. It's still, you're still out, on it? I haven't posted in a while because okay. you know, it, it it's hard to keep up with. But my first post was like "Man on the Moon." <laughs> well, my first post was obviously I'm like I've never heard this. Wasn't is that track. your fa- is that your favorite? My favorite post. Your favorite uh, conspiracy. No, my favorite. Cons- I mean, I don't know if I have a favorite conspiracy. Really, like there are a lot of conspiracies out there that like are a little too eerie that I can't really deal with. And yeah. we shouldn't talk about. Some but are too dark. This one, some are dumb. But I had never like even fathomed the fact that we may not have had a man on the moon. I think that's the most believable. <laughs> I think so. I think, yeah. that I think that's that's the most like, believable. It's the Cold War. Them. We would literally do anything to like prove that, that we're, we're superior. Movie we're top ma- dog. Hollywood was yeah. booming, starting to like, like boom at that time. There's tons, even though I'm pretty sure it happened. But then Neil but, Armstrong is a psycho. Yes, like, he's Neil weird. Yes. A weirdo. He is like, weird. That's I'm, I don't know. I'm not trying to be that guy, but <laughs> but but I'm not not trying. Have to you be seen that a man guy. on the moon since? <laughs> that's, that's also true. Uh, no, we're going to Mars, right now. Now, oh, oh, would you go to Mars? Um, you know, I really think that there's so much we can do here. I'm really like, why are we worrying about going to another planet when we should be like engineering our own planet to like survive yeah sustain and i also planet. don't care i'll be dead by the time we're going to mars anyway most likely so. I, I don't you might be surprised you think it'll be I, soon, sooner than that i think that i think we'll make we'll in the next 30 years there's gonna be uh, like normal person colonies 30 um, years i could see this shit's uh listen increasing good exponentially chance we get visited so. by aliens in the next 30 years like i hope so that'd be fire that i'm be sick, sick of the ufo grainy Have videos seen i want a real alien yes Good oh, movie. The fucking bronze man. <laughs> that's, that movie is great. That movie's old. That's a while ago. Uh, that movie. That's one of my favorite. I saw it in the theaters actually. Um, yeah. Dark. Good, good movie. Um, all right, we're kind of towards the end. I'm trying to think what I want to wrap on. We talked about everything I wanted to talk about. So, what do you think? So, you have music in the tuck. I got I got music in the tuck for sure, and I'm really just kind of figuring out. I got to do all the videos for them. Every like, I have a lot of ideas for my videos and. Yeah, the one take performance videos are dope, but I do want to get more like storyline type of videos because I feel like that. And like I said, I said before, like this is all like I'm really in it for the long game. So like I know that every piece of content I put I put out like, and that's really why I started making music too. I, I would always it's it's so weird because anyone whenever someone asked me something when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, I plan to live forever. Like, what are you talking about? I'm not gonna die. Like, I'm gonna live in whatever capacity forever and then as i started making music i was really like this is gonna be the way i do it you know like this is my legacy so i gotta put a lot of time into it and put a lot of effort into making it as good as possible yeah there's a term speaking of psychology books one book i read there's a term for that i forget what what it is but it's like your like immortalization project it's not that Mm -hmm. exactly but it's something like like that's like music is people write books and yeah it's all those kinds of things yeah and that's that that's really i think really important to me to to leave a legacy to to when when my physical is no longer here like people are going to be able to listen to my music people are going to be able to see my videos see my face like that my kids my lineage is going to be able to, to see that hopefully it's generating a lot of income for them throughout time that's true you know pink floyd the 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 lead singer of Pink Floyd is worth like $250 million. I learned that yesterday. Damn. Right, right? Like, he's booming. That's nice. He's killing. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to get to that level. It's also music is a way, like like we were talking about how we can't afford houses. When There's a good chance we can't afford a beach house. Like, we're never going to be like a beach house in Bro, Jersey Shore. Yeah, I, like, could, I could go on and on about like the real estate thing. We're getting, our generation's getting like dicked on so But for me, that. it was like music was the way for me to create assets like out of nothing 
And That's true. That is an interesting way to put it, but it's it is true. If you if uh like the music like that your music catalog can become an asset. In a way. People is. people literally it sell, sell it, it as it, a whole their whole catalog for a lump sum of cash. Exactly. So it is Justin an asset. Timberlake just did it. Yeah. And uh, so that's really how, how I'm thinking about it. Just like creating assets for myself. It all spins into everything else. Like I'm really into clothes. I'm really into fashion. And you know, that's another reason why I changed my name because like you can put Sweezy on a shirt, but Sweezy for real takes up more real estate on the shirt, you know? So is, are you, are you have any concrete plans or that's just a future plan? No, I mean, clothes? so when I put on my project, that's when I'm gonna start introducing my own merchandise. And, so you think, uh, all right, so you think probably actually like we got off there that you wanna do a project. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do, and I'll lay out the plan for you guys right now. I'm going to do an EP that's called the Infinite Modes EP. Oh, is this, am I getting breaking news? You're getting breaking oh, news. Oh, shit. It's called the Infinite Modes EP. Uh, Infinite Modes basically just my way of saying that you can't put me in a box. Like my music doesn't really fit in only one genre. I'm going to do all types of genres of music. And that's going to be six songs. And I'm going to have Infinite Modes one. That's going to be anywhere from 10 to 16 songs. And then I'm going to build off Infinite Modes for I'm gonna keep doing the that series going. Yep, yeah. and then I'm gonna have me and Matt are gonna finish our me and MRG are gonna finish our Star Six Seven projects, and I'm probably gonna do Star Six Seven too. Um, even though since I got my own music, since I've got my own studio, me and MRG haven't recorded as much together because usually we literally had to record. Yeah, you had no together. choice. You were always <laughs> with each other. Yeah, 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 like so that's why it ended up being every song I, I made or every like anything I wrote, like he would He's just there, jump on. So yeah, yeah he, exactly. But now really focused on like building up my own solo artist just so that. When me and MRG do go on tour together, like I can have a set by myself. He could, he could have his set by himself. We could come together and you know, it's going to be fun in that way. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that whole aspect of music too, because you know, performing for everyone, that's really the, like the holy grail of why. I've seen both of you guys it, right? perform good performances we go you, and, you, and, you ha and you've had several in the city. So yeah, the city is really the only yeah. place I've ever performed. And uh, you know, I'm excited to do, we're going to London. Oh, you're going to? I'm going to London. Oh, I didn't know you were going on. London, also. late August. Yes. I'm going to do a couple songs out there. MRG, most of his fan base, I feel like, is actually in London. Really? Yeah, well, he, you think because of the drill song? Because of before the drill song. Even before that, like, it was, I feel like they, like, like how a British accent is appealing to us. Like American accent. Uh, a New York them. accent, even yeah. especially, is appealing uh, to okay, them. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know? So, you Interesting. know, people overseas are really fucking with him. I'm going to go out there, get that experience, and then... Now, recently, I started taking vocal lessons. I never had any vocal training. Like, I never sang. Like, no one ever told me anything about how to sing until. When did you learn how to sing? Like, when did you, where, when did you know, like, you could sing? Like, what? Like, I you sang doing for it? the first time ever. I sang She Will Be Loved at my high school band day my senior year. But I had never sang before that, really. I mean, really? I had, like I said, I had that karaoke machine yeah. in my room. I I made a song when I was three years old that my grandparents still have. It was called Crash Crasher. <laughs> <laughs> that my, my grandma had, I wrote it, she wrote it for me. I couldn't even write. She, she, wrote, she wrote all the words for me and she kept that. She kept that. That's sick. And um, yeah, so, so even more recently, I've just been kind of focusing on kind of the more technical aspects of everything and um, just trying to keep building, you know, because I'm really still at like, I play on my level, like let's say there are hundred levels. I'm at maybe level 10. Maybe, like, and I feel yeah. good about it. I feel good about the progress I made so far. That's sick, and I'm expecting good cover art because he also said you, you care yes, a lot about the cover I'm art. Big, I think cover art is very important. I think that, like I said, everything is 
all intertwined with each other. You got to put as much effort yeah. into every single aspect of everything. I agree. You want it to be cohesive. You want to take every aspect of it serious. You want to. And it also corners. becomes an investment in the art itself. Like now we have NFTs. That's now, true too. If you have a sick cover art, you just make that into an NFT, and then it's like more more bread, right? Are Two you points. into NFTs yet? Uh, I'm not. I got scammed in crypto. I always say I lost a lot of money in crypto last year, mm. and I'm pretty much out on it for the most part. So, and you I, sold it all? Huh? You sold all your crypto? Sold it all because I got sick of like if shit would crash that I wouldn't be able to access my money to sell it if I yeah, wanted yeah, to. Yeah. Like Coinbase would crash, all these other, like all that, the wallet that's things the would crash. That shit would make me so that. mad. I'm like, bro, I don't trust my money. Have you seen so fuck it. the documentary on Netflix about the dude who started a Canadian cryptocurrency exchange? And he was like, he, they, they, he, he died. He basically died and, or they say, this is the conspiracy theory. They say that he, he was the only person that had the, Took the, the codes run, to the probably, wallets. Yeah. They say he was the only person who had the code to the wallets, the virtual wallet. So people lost hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And, and they could never get, people lost their entire life savings trying to get their money out of this, uh, this exchange once this guy died. So now they do more research. Turns out this guy was a habitual scammer from day one. Like the whole exchange was a scam from the beginning. And um, these people were kind of shit out of luck at this point like yeah people lost five hundred thousand dollars each people lost everything yeah you it's not fdic insured or but it's like where's like the money and it, it's like no one knows where the money is now it could just technically be in this guy's virtual wallet yeah he's got to turn in like you gotta find a way i guess to turn it into cash somehow i don't i don't, I don't think they can that. i don't think they did yeah interesting mm -hmm. but yeah so i don't I, I but nfts though getting back to that yes. i do think that's going to be a like i i see the i think like the idea of just making um, just like oh here's art but it's an NFT mm. I feel like that's going to die out but it's going to be I think it's, it'll be used for artists and creatives a lot as another stream of income exactly. like ticketing stuff and yep. things like and that at the end of the day it's just another product yes. that, for an artist to sell the, yeah that to me I mean it makes sense for art too but it, it makes a lot of sense for me for creatives using it as just like another like stream of income mm -hmm. and getting creative with it. So I see that. I definitely think that'll be a thing. So yeah. it makes yeah. sense. So I'm excited for, for all that. That's why I'm big into making nice artworks because I'm eventually going to have NFTs for everything. And at the end of the day, if you get people to buy into you and they're going to give you money, like that's what it's and It's basically their way of investing in someone they're a fan of kind of. Yeah. NFT and it's, stuff, it cuts out yeah. the middleman from, even though they have the gas fees and there is a middleman of whatever the platform is. But I actually just saw that LimeWire Yes, they're trying to be a back marketplace. Back as an NFT yes. platform. I did see and, that you know, too. And LimeWire is where I, I got my first start in music. I used to make, uh, I used to make like uh, mashups as a child. Really? On LimeWire, yep. Download a lot of uh, illegal videos. Fun fact, I never use LimeWire or Napster or any illegal thing. I was You're buying shit, I was buying shit on oh, iTunes, That's bro. privilege. Yes, that was. Yes. My, Your my, parents my, are li tight. Literally. <laughs> but I had to get the songs approved by my parents. So like I remember, one I always remember is because iTunes would give you the 30 second preview. Then eventually they change it to a minute 30 sometime. But it was usually a minute preview. And I remember the one I wanted was Fireman by Lil Wayne. Oh, and, great and song. The, and the end of the preview would be like, I see she wearing them jeans that show her butt crack. And then the preview would cut out. My parents would be like, you can't buy no, this shit. No, you cannot. <laughs> yeah. But, so, um, but you were able to buy it. So you didn't, you didn't get that album? Eventually I did, but not uh, not when my parents first heard that she got the them jeans that show her butt crack. They, that was not approved at your first. Parents are tight like that. My mom is all in it. Like that's what I am very appreciative that my parents and my mom is pretty young. She was she's more into rap than me. Like yeah. she's on she's she'll hit me up. She'll be like, Have you heard this new like album? Like it's fire. Yeah, it's like my parents only listen to 
like my my dad listened to Aerosmith. He had some rock. Uh, my mom, but my mom was mostly disco and like oh. funk and shit. So, so she that, loved the new Drake album. <laughs> yeah. So she, mm-hmm. I, she, I told her she would like it, but that's the, the kind of shit I like. Like I always like soul, like eighties, like funk kind mm-hmm. of shit. Like all those kinds of stuff. She like earth, wind and fire was always her favorite or like cool in the gang were hers. I forget mm-hmm. what else she really liked. So she wasn't with it. My uncle loved David Bowie. That's like another one. Oh, I really David, like Bowie's a lot. David Bowie's a legend. Yeah. yeah. So, so they um, weren't with it when you, when you came up with, uh, with the rap shit. No, they were not. They were not with it at first. Then, like, so how did you, when you got the 50 Cent album, you bought it physical? Like, get rich, die trying? No, I don't have a physical. My first physical album was Good Charlotte album, I think. Mm. And for Good Charlotte and Big Willie style. Nice. Oh, <laughs> Big Willie style. Wow. And Smash Mouth, maybe. Those are probably my three. Mm. So you're always so you're a big punk rocker guy. Yes, I used to be. I was never. Warped tour? I was never a bit. Not really, though. Like, when I got to college, I didn't know. Um, like when I like when you you probably have this but you knew it like people would sing Blink One Eighty Two and some Forty oh. I didn't know that shit I didn't learn the lyrics to those songs to like the end of my college tenure because I never <laughs> listened I was the weird kid listening to rap in high school like like as I always tell my little cousin like it's cool to listen to rap now it wasn't cool when I was a kid mm-hmm. when I was a kid I was weird for listening to like all my friends I mean I, I think that's a Jersey thing because in the city we listen. well in the city yeah I guess yeah. the city's different like I remember the, when ASAP came out for the first time. yeah like we in the suburbs no crazy. one no one in my high school was like really listening to rap like that. Like it was cool to listen to like the punk rock shit, yeah. pop shit, I guess. But I would be listening to like, like I went through phases where I was listening to Sean Price. Not another. Rest in peace, Sean Price. He, uh, like he's from Brooklyn. He passed away like mm. a few years ago. Legend. I'm interested to know what do you, what what genre of music you think has the the still the most runway to grow. Because I mean, rap is everything is kind of melding together anyway. So it's like I want to lean towards electronic. That just like seems mm, to make the most sense. Like like Calvin Harris type. Even though Funkways Volume One is one of my favorite albums of all time. Yes, it's a great. That is a great album. Yeah. I don't. I. It just seems. It just. But I'm just basing that off of it seems futuristic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that's so that's probably not right. Mm-hmm. But because that is a little less based on the lyricism of the songs Mm -hmm. so i feel like it might be the least amount of learning curve for someone to make the music if you Mm -hmm. can do it on more software you don't need as much like musical like instrumentation but production is not easy production is not easy but i just feel like there's less barriers to entry with like electronic music Mm -hmm. especially now that everyone could get you know garage band yeah so I i could see creators who want to make music in the future go towards that as like the easiest like way to start and then just expand from there. Mm-hmm. That'd be my best guess. And other than uh, the me and MRG, like who, who is your favorite like up and coming artist right now? Up and coming? Are we talking like people I'm friends with? Or are we talking like up and coming? Like We're talking about, I found their music. You, and, be, let's say someone you discovered online, like from an ad or something. Like, is there anyone you discovered from an ad that you're like? Not an ad. Fire? No, never ads. Mm, good to know. Good to know. I'm trying to think. I found. You know where sometimes you find good songs, low key, is TikTok? Twitter mm. when people will oh, re- I do that shit. When people reply to time. shit with like, yo, check out my new video. I found good songs from that. Sometimes I'll I, I check them sometimes and I'll be like, oh, that's actually fire. That's one of my biggest things. When I first started making music, I didn't have I didn't have my own equipment. So I did, I couldn't every night I couldn't record songs. I would literally go on Twitter and I would search need new music and anyone who ever tweeted i need new music i'll reply to my music and i got a lot of i got over a thousand followers on my playlist my star six seven sound playlist that way like i got a lot of like the foundation of like my own promotion through that 
Yeah. No, I, yeah, I actually do low-key find shit like that. I'm trying to think of who is... Word it. of mouth is powerful. Word of mouth is powerful. That's why people should be supportive, like you were saying. Exactly. Um, all right. I think we should wrap it. Cool. So where should where can people find you? Uh, to Everyone, I am uh, all over the internet at Sweezy For Real. That's four, the number four, Sweezy For Real. Um, you know, it's nice to see you, Don Chen. It's been a long time coming. That's true. Um, you've been supporting me since I really made my first song. Probably, yeah. You were at my Probably first show. I was at your first, first show. show. Yes. And I really appreciate you for Thank you. For all the kind words you've given me and all the encouragement you've given me over the years. And, uh, you know, we're still really getting started. Like, this is your new podcast. This is only your second episode. Like, I'm on my third song. And, like, we got a lot of runaway. Like, we're next up right now. That's true. Fuck yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate my brother. You. And uh, when, you, when you blow up and this is your first interview, right? This is your first one? This is. This is my first interview. It's going to be sick. This is where we're starting. Hey. Read some books. <laughs> <laughs>